0: Hey everybody. <laughs> <laughs> this is life on Zoom with rowdy children and a deacon and someone preaching. So good morning, guys. Um for those who don't know me, my name is Mallory Ruark. Uh, I'm a part of the College of Preachers here at the table. Um, one aspect of being a part of our community is that we learn to gospel one another, and the College of Preachers is one of the ways that Father Matt and Father Ben have leveraged their love and wisdom on our behalf to learn and grow in how to do that. And so, to the familiar faces, to the new faces, good morning. Um, let's jump right on in. I um, The spirit is falling over here, and so is my allergies, so y'all bear with me today. All right, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, Jesus walks on water. I feel pretty confident that I could call on any random person here, Um, and you could probably give me a pretty detailed sermon, just based off of how many times you've heard this passage. Uh, If you've been in Sunday school, vacation Bible school, this is a go-to message, Now, I can't assume everybody's story here, but if you grew up in a similar church setting as me, Peter is numero uno here. Peter is the only one who gets out of the boat with faith. Uh, He can't get his act together, so Jesus has to do some rescuing here. It's a lot of Peter. Now, those narratives are full of brilliant imagery and teaching and goodness, but I'm going to change our perspective here a little bit. Church. Today, we proclaim the good news that Jesus' peace and love is an unparalleled force that battles with ease a troubled, chaotic sea. His lordship defies the logic and rules of this world, and you are invited to take his hand into his new kingdom reality. So, yes, there is beautiful good news, and all that this passage means for Peter and the metaphors it provides for us. Let's hone in on what's going on with Jesus here. Let's move Jesus to the subject line. So what does this story reveal about Jesus? Jesus reveals who he is in relationship to the father. The passage says, when the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they said, and cried out in fear. But Jesus immediately said to them, take courage, it is I don't be afraid. Now, my theology degree included zero Hebrew and Greek, so y'all bear with me when this Arkansan tries to pronounce it, but the Greek here is ego me. It is a Greek phrase that is packed with significance. These are the words the Septuagint uses to translate the Hebrew name of God revealed to Moses at the burning bush. Exodus 3 verses 14 God says to Moses I am who I am this is what you are to say to the Israelites I am has sent me to you y'all Jesus Jesus is either who he says he is or he to mess up real bad in the heresy department (laughs) this is a big deal this guy is God or he's a lunatic Jesus has made connections about who he is in relationship to God before and he's done miracles But Now he's walking on water. More on the significance of water later. But friends, this is good news for us. One of our discipleship axioms here at the table is God is like Jesus. Let that wash over you for a minute. In this passage, God does what Jesus does. God is like Jesus. We see the character of a God who meets us in our reality, who meets us when the heavy winds are battering our boats, who shows up and calls out to us, come, be present to a God who cares about what's going on here. God, the great I am, is present here. He's not in a lofty high place, unreachable, unattainable. He's in the trenches, in the hard stuff, inviting us to come, be present in what I'm doing here. This past Thursday, we celebrated the transfiguration of Christ, and I see some parallels of the transfiguration here. If you know anything about my movie taste, you'll know 80% of my favorite movies have twists in them. My mama taught me well in picking up on foreshadowing, so if a movie can pull one on me, I love it. And I see a lot of foreshadowing here. The transfiguration will come after these events, but it's like a little Easter egg of what's to come. Christ is coming to the disciples, and he looks like a ghost. This is different than they've experienced him before. At the transfiguration on the mountain, he's revealed in a new form. His face shone like the sun, and his clothes became as bright as the light. Christ's relationship to the Father is revealed. On the lake, it's ego, i me, it is I. At the transfiguration, this is my son, whom I dearly love. Peter on the mountain, if it's good that we are here, let us build tents. Peter at the boat, if it's really you, call for me to come to you. Both of these are demonstrating an embodiment to participate in communion with God. God, you are present here. Let me stay here too. Christ's response in both is a call to presence with him. On the mountain, it's get up, don't be afraid. On the boat, it's don't be afraid, come. This is an Easter egg of good news to come, and still good news even before the transfiguration, death, and resurrection. I am who I am. Look and see how I and the Father are one and how you are invited to join in this new kingdom reality. Church, today we proclaim the good news that Jesus, peace, and love is an unparalleled force that battles with ease a troubled, chaotic sea. His lordship defies the logic and rules of this world, and you are invited to take his hand into new kingdom reality. So this story reveals who he is in relationship to the father, and it also reveals Jesus and his kingdom dynamics. Y'all men don't walk on water. (laughs) This is a miracle of nature, but it also hints to something even more important here. Jesus will, and now in hindsight of the story, has conquered death, destruction, and evil. In Hebraic thought, water is more than just a physical reality. Karl Barth once said, water in the first biblical creation story, it is the principle which, in its abundance and power, is absolutely opposed to God's creation. It is a representative of all the evil powers which oppress and resist the salvation intended for the people of God. For those of us 2,000 years later, the water here is the McDonald's ball pit in the 90s. You know the one, the one laced with all the heroin needles. (laughs) For those of you that got to skip out on that rumor or lived abroad, rumors circulated quick that drug addicts were using needles in McDonald's ball pits and supposedly children were finding them and getting stuck by them, all these leftover needles the fear and evil and chaos embodied in a 90s mother upon hearing that rumor. Multiply that by a hundred, by a few generations in that terror, that lurking evil. That's the feeling the author in the Hebrew mind would take in when they're reading or hearing these stories about seas. Y'all, it's the feeling of taking a March 2020 grocery aisle. Evil in danger and sneeze spray Lurking around every corner, around every aisle. Tumultuous, windy seas are no good. Now, there's quite a few fishermen among the disciples, so I have to believe these people have been in this situation before. Never fun, but they know what's up. I have to believe at least one of them is like your weird old grandpa that's pestering you to come watch the tornado from the front porch. This isn't their first rodeo. But the text writes that they were terrified. Part of me wonders if when they see and recognize Jesus, but as a ghost-like figure, if they aren't terrified because they thought they'd been batting for the wrong team. If evil hangs out in the waters, if John the Baptist has just been beheaded, and Jesus was just given the cold shoulder in his hometown visit, now he's hanging out on the murky deep. This doesn't look so good. They've just witnessed the miracle of feeding the 5,000, but isn't that just like our human nature to see something new, take a few blows, and think all must be lost? Y'all, this is why ego, I me, is even more powerful. I am he that conquers and settles and walks all over evil, death, and destruction. It is I. Church, today we proclaim the good news that Jesus' peace and love is an unparalleled force that battles with ease a troubled, chaotic sea. All right, let's go back to that men don't walk on water. Jesus is the king of brilliant, if you blink, you see him reveals. Maybe it isn't as hidden as I think, but I am the result of a generation of speed reading for SATs and ACTs, so these things can blow right past me he is revealing here a new world new principles he is flat out showing i am not of this world i do not operate like you do but come be a part of what i'm doing here new principles new imagination are yours for how we live a life with christ who has even fathomed trotting across the sea We are invited to live in the logic and rules of that world. Church, we have been invited to enter into his new kingdom, not on our own merit or faith or works. Think back to Peter now. The only way Peter can enter in this new reality is through Christ's rescue. We enter into this new world through Christ's rescues, and church, you have been rescued. His lordship defies the logic and rules of this world, and you are invited to take his hand into new kingdom reality. Friends, So, if God is like Jesus and he brings peace and love and he's created and invited us to new kingdom realities, what does that mean? It means when the world is on fire, when countries blow up, when we feel trapped in our own world by a virus that shows no end in sight, there is peace beyond what our minds and hearts can fathom. There's new imagination for how we operate. It means community banding and praying together to advocate for the world and to love each other in creative ways. It's walks together, front porch hangs, Zoom hangs. It's back porch haircuts with Alicia. It's swim lessons with Nancy. It's outdoor on the line church gatherings when there's no right answer for how to love and nurture our kids' minds and hearts and the chaos and confusion is spinning in your chest. There is peace beyond what this world can offer. There's a new imagination for love. It means the pits reading Who Wet My Pants for the one millionth time because what it really communicates is I see you kids and I love you. It means when my kid is having nightmares, and they just won't go away. It means there's still very present in love. It means a hard but beautiful season. At least the questions and curiosity of who God is and what He can do. It's sweet seasons and frustrating seasons and a lot of campouts on our floor. (laughs) But it's embodied participation with the Father to disciple my kiddo. It's no longer my responsibility to manipulate her to serve the God I serve. It's new kingdom imagination. Church, where do you need the I am today? Church, where do you need unparalleled peace and love today where do you need a new kingdom reality a jesus reality jesus reveals who he is so that he can offer a come to you today jesus is present and at work in your life and he is meeting you where you are church Today we proclaim the good news that Jesus' peace and love is an unparalleled force that battles with ease a troubled, chaotic sea. His lordship defies the logic and rules of this world. And you are invited to take his hand into his new kingdom reality. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.